0: again and welcome to another episode of Conventing Coffee Break with me, Mandy Brown and Richard Snape. Hello. Today, Richard, I understand we're going to be talking about a first-tier tribunal case, Battish versus Inspired Sutton, and the reason we want to talk about that is it's actually the first case on section 124 of the Building Safety Act 2022, which is obviously highly relevant at the moment, and also brings in remediation contribution orders. So to start with, can you tell us the background law and what Section 124 says, please?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's part of the dreaded Part 5 of the Building Safety Act. I think the last uh, podcast we did was... Uh, on various aspects of that but this is uh, something I've not talked about so much in courses so I thought it would be quite useful um I'll sort of paraphrase section 124 it, it says basically that in England at least the first tier tribunal can make a remediation contribution orders in relation to a relevant building if it considers it just and equitable to do so and section 124 subsection 2 basically says what a remediation contribution order is. It's an order requiring a specified body, corporate or partnership to make payments to a specified person for the purpose of meeting costs incurred or to be incurred in remedying relevant defects relating to the relevant building. So what are relevant defects? Well, relevant defects are sort of defined elsewhere in in Part 5 of the the Act, and it's relevant for quite a few areas, like the service charge caps and uh, the remediation schemes as well. But for these purposes, basically, it's something that's done or not done, used or not used in connection with construction work, which causes uh, the building to Have safety risks. And uh, it's got to be within the relevant period. I'm not quoting from the actual legislation here. And that's uh, one of the problem areas, which brings it very much into the domain of conveyancing, because the relevant period is uh, 30 years back from when the provisions came into force. They came into force on June the 28th last year. So it's any defects in relation to safety work in buildings stretching back to June the 28th, 1992. And uh, to some extent, it's, uh, I just want to say, well, it's obviously as retrospective.
0: So can you tell us a bit about the
1: background to this case? It's a block of flats in Sutton in Greater London. You actually been converted in 2017 from offices, but it's a high rise block, but it'll be in a relevant building. And it was, it's uh, the relevant building is elsewhere and part five is, is basically something that's 11 metres or more, or five stories or more in height, and that was the case here. It's got to also have two dwellings, but it had uh, well, there was 15 people involved in the case, 15 flats and uh, 18 people altogether, including Mr. Batish. Post people in high rise buildings. Buildings. You know, the owners of the buildings and the likes were, well, obviously had to check their buildings to see if it had got any kind of combustible materials. And they found that they'd got um, ACM, aluminium composite materials in the building. And also something called high pressure laminates, which is uh, found to be combustible. ACM is the, the thing that caused the Grenfell spark fire to spread so rapidly. And so in September 2020, they employed contractors to remove the combustible materials in the cladding external cladding but also the balconies in this particular block there's a lot of concern about balconies at the moment they went through service charge consultation they actually got a Funding from the local authority to remove the external cladding but not the balconies. So they went through service charge consultation as they're supposed to do under section 20 of the, the 85 Landlord and Tenant Act. And in February 2021, they started to remove the combustible materials and the balconies and the likes and replace them. And in March, on March the 3rd, 2021, they billed various flat owners via service charge and the flat owners paid the money. And then, sort of, fast forward a year, the flat owners applied to get the money back under Section 124. They applied to the first-year tribunal. They actually brought uh, claims against several people. They brought claims against um, Inspired Sutton, who were the landlords, and also the developers, and they, they were involved in the development of the block, but also their parent company, which was called Inspired Sutton Asset Management, and a couple of directors as well. Nobody was legally represented, including inspired settlers with a background to that, which I don't know in other words. But uh, so they made these claims. They failed with the claims against the directors because you can only claim in Section 124 against the body corporate or a partnership, so not individuals. But the tribunal decided that it would be just equitable that uh, the various flat owners got the money they paid back for your service charge. It depends to some extent very much on its facts and the fact that it Nobody was legally represented, detracts a little bit from it. But they in particular relied on paragraph two of Schedule Eight of the Building Safety Act that says no service charges payable under the lease. If a relevant landlord is responsible for the relevant defect, and as the landlord was also the developer held they were responsible, it wouldn't be just an equitable to uh, refuse the claim in whole or in part. And the landlord come developer has had to pay back £194,680 and sixty-three pence. So what's its significance? Well, I think the real significance, again, we've got a lot of cases pending. They choose to start being heard in June, July time. And there are huge numbers of cases pending, yeah. you know, claiming service charge, you know, that we paid years and years ago is um you know, we can get back so we'll have to see what happens with some of the other cases they can actually claim not just against the landlords but also the developer if they're a separate or any associated company and also the landlord at the qualifying time and the qualifying time is that dread day february the 14th 2022 which is you know, settling everything basically when you're talking about 30-year time periods you know, you're very much talking about sort of conveyances, you know, dealing with people inheriting sort of, uh, you know, potential service charges that are repayable. And it's yet another thing to go and start worrying about in the conveyancing process for leaseholds.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much, Richard. And thank you again for a very informative episode. Until next time. You have been listening to another episode of Convancing Coffee Break, the only podcast for busy, convincing professionals. Brought to you by Lawshaw Insurance Brokers, an award-winning UK provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, go to www.lawshawinsurance.co.uk, where you can download recent conference recordings.